Hey there, I'm Kathy Cooper, and this is Loss and Found, where every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. Each week I come to you on 1150kknw.com, and I thank you for tuning in uh, each week with me. I know I've got listeners that have been here for the whole ride. Uh, I started this show uh, October 3rd, 2018, um, and it has uh, been a a grand ride. Um, and I want to, I just want to take some time and share some things with you. I've, uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately and I want to just be honest with you all and, um, be vulnerable, I guess is what I'm going to be. Uh, a lot's changed in my life since I started this show. I've, uh, I was uh, really thinking back on it. I have moved three times <laughs> And, uh, I've, I've had what, I think I've had three jobs and I, um, had a stint of unemployment and it's just all kind of been, um, just kind of all been a whirlwind and I'm beginning to think that it's maybe catching up to me. You know, within all of that change is loss, right? I, have been up here in the the Seattle area for a couple years, and it's you know been filled with great adventure, including this uh, radio show. But there's just been a lot going on. You know, moving from Olympia, I left a job that at one point I, I absolutely loved and um, found a lot of self esteem in it and accomplishment in it, and uh, a job that I was able to give love and grace to people and it was it was a huge loss when when I left that position and I also left a lot of friends down in Olympia moving moving north you know I've kept in touch with them but yeah do we keep in in touch as we would if I was living there in Olympia absolutely not so that has been something that I'm realizing that I've never uh, probably looked at as closely as what I need to which is the the change in friendship and the loss of that closeness that I had with some folks when I'm down there. And it's just by nature, I think, that when you're close to someone, proximity-wise, you have a closer relationship, and it's much more difficult to maintain a, a deep relationship, you know, distance-wise. But anyway, so so I think you, you all can kind of understand and relate to what I'm saying. And I think also I, I experienced uh, a, a loss of comfort, if you will. I Living in Olympia... You know, I, I that was my stomping ground. I was in that area from the time that I had moved to the state of Washington. And between that and my job and just knowing the area, um, you know, I, I then moved up to Linwood and totally <laughs> different moving from Little Olympia up to the to the big city up here in Seattle area. And um, and now we've my partner and I have um, actually it's it's this is a really great change. We we just recently purchased a house out in Black Diamond and um, which is the country, and I'm absolutely loving the country. My partner is getting used to the country. <laughs> She's not understanding why there are no stoplights on the two lane roads. Not stoplights. I'm sorry, but um, but uh, the lights, uh, street lights on these two lane roads. But other than that, I believe she's adapting, but it's it's been great to live out there. You know, I can see the stars and I can see the moon and it's quiet and there's nature. And I see Mount Everest whenever it's not raining or not Mount Everest. Oh, my heavens. Where what what do I see? Mount Rainier. Thank you. Oh, boy. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's uh, it's, it's just been a lot of change and uh, a lot of good change, but it's change and loss is loss. Right. And that's what we talk about is even whenever it's something it can be a bump or it can be a crater. And I've had some some bumps throughout uh, this past year and a half, almost two years. And I'm just recognizing that. And it's it's really been something that I've been very uh, really been thinking about. You know, I was I was fired. So after my you know couple jobs that that wasn't really for me. And then being fired from that last job, that was that was huge. And you all that, that listen to the show on a regular basis, I know that you walked that journey with me and were really supportive. And that actually, you know, as as what I have found in that has been amazing. I mean, it, it really was um, a blessing. Uh, at the time, it didn't seem like it. But looking back, I can see so many good things that have come from that. I you know, because of this new job that I have, I was able to, to get this new home and 
shoot, I was able to do my Sedona Soul Adventure, and, and you that have listened to me along the way remember me going to that in, in Arizona, and what an amazing time and experience that was, which I never would have been able to do had I not uh, been fired. And um, just the folks that I met at WorkSource, you know, going to those trainings, into those classes, um, fulfilling my unemployment uh, requirements, but also just really glad that those were there and what joy and richness that it brought to my life, sitting with people that I never would have sat with and, and met and known had I not gone through this experience. And, you know, we were all uh, from different worlds, but we all were a, were able to really come together during a, a time of, you know, we were all unemployment and, and just that bond and what, what we learned in those classes helping me look at myself as a person and also what not only just what I wanted to do with my career. So a lot of a lot of good was with that. And I, I do encourage you all, you know, to to kind of do some examination of, of your life as I'm, you know, talking through this a little bit. Uh, what's what's been some things that you know have caught up with you perhaps where you have been moving right along things seem to be pretty smooth sailing but um, there's just been maybe a lot of chaos or maybe a lot of change in your life and as I said change is is loss what what once was if it is no longer that is a new adjustment that is something that does affect us emotionally and mentally and even oftentimes physically and and I'm I'm thinking that that's kind of What's going on with me right now? Because quite frankly, I just, I'm just feeling stumped, you know? It's just been really transient. I, I've had a lot to adjust to. And when it comes to um, preparing for the show, uh, you know, I've been doing some encores recently because I've, I've just not been feeling as creative. I've not been feeling as energetic. Um, and uh, like I've just kind of been hitting a wall and, and I'm not sure, you know, I, I want quality programming. I, you all give me your time and I, I appreciate that and, and I'm so grateful for that. And I want you to have the best of me. And I'm just not so sure at times that that's what's been coming out. And it's been distressing actually. Um, and I, I just want to kind of, kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, I, 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 um, you know, with being so, so busy, um, and I've had, you know, I guess I'll just also, well, I'll just kind of be straight up here. I, I feel like I'm having some, um, performance anxiety, if you will. Um, and you know, you might be saying like, what do I mean by that? I, I realize I have listeners <laughs> and, um, and since that, since I started doing the podcast, I don't know, Eric, can you, can you see like, how many podcast downloads I've had? Just uh, sure, you've had quite a few. Yeah, I'll tell you that yeah. much. Off yeah, top just, of my um, head. Um, and so, folks, since I've started doing that, you know, you all, the response has been great uh, in in my mind, amazing, and and it's really been something that now I know people are out there, and now I think I'm being really hard on myself, and I think I'm being very judgmental of myself, and I think I'm feeling very vulnerable. And um, you can interrupt me when you get those, Eric. And I'll have to tell you how that that hit me. I've had about ten thousand downloads so far. Wow! And that's just been in. Well, that's just been in about four or five months, right? Four months. Yeah, and that's just the podcast. That's not you know inclusive of people that are listening live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, see, folks, uh, <laughs> you're making me anxious. Go away. No. Um. So, so I think what I what I've realized is, and I, and maybe, um, and I'm going to share this with you because maybe some of you are can relate to this. Um, it really was hitting me the other day on my drive home. I have uh, a nice drive home. It takes about an hour and twenty minutes or half hour, hour and a half to get home at night, which really is fine because it's a beautiful drive when the sun's out. Um, but I was listening to Oprah Winfrey. And it was uh, Oprah's uh, Soul Super Soul Sunday podcast, and she had Brene Brown on there. And you all have heard me talk about Brene Brown, and she does this uh, research on vulnerability and the importance of it, and how we shy away from it, but how very important it is to relationships, and how very important it is to us living life. So she's talking about being vulnerable, and she was giving the example of her first TEDx talk, she 
decided that instead of going and talking about research in a researchy kind of way, you know, just with all numbers and with all the statistics, that she would use her own personal experience. And so she did. And she talked about what she has learned through her research of vulnerability with herself. And one of the things that she said is um, after this TEDx, um, her husband and her best friend came to her and said, don't read the comments. She had about 8 million downloads, so it went totally viral. But they were saying, don't read the comments. Well, what do you do when that happens? You read the comments. So she read the comments, and some of them were quite despairing of her, um, talking about her weight, which she's not even heavy, talking about her looks, you know, you um, and making fun of her. And that just sent her down into this depression. And um, But what it also did was help her realize that, if I'm going to be living life, I've got to be able to accept my vulnerability. I've got to be able to accept that there are people out there, you know what, you're not going to love me, you're not going to like me, um, and that's okay, Because, but I'm being real, and I will touch the people that I touch. And w- listening to that podcast, it made me realize that I feel very vulnerable. I feel very exposed, I think, now when I am on the radio because... I know people are listening, and it blows my mind to think that I, as Kathy Cooper, have something that other people find helpful, interesting, um, you know, supportive, encouraging, educational. It it just, that blows my mind, and uh, so I start putting pressure on myself, and I'll, I'll be sitting here in an interview, and, or I'll be sitting here talking and, and sharing with you, and in the back of my mind, it's like I'm two people. I'm a person asking questions and, and speaking and trying to share, and then in the back of my mind, I'm saying to myself, oh, did that make sense? Um, did that sound stupid? What are people going to think about that? Did I offend anyone? Um, did I really get the point across? You know, is this interview, is that what really people are, are wanting to hear? Am I really bringing out what, what I think is important for the audience or what the audience is interested in? All of this pressure that I have put on myself. I never thought I was an overachiever, but as um, the months have gone by, I think I think I might be. I think I might um, really have this desire to just, like, I want to be perfect, and I know I can't be. And you know what's really crazy? I have received nothing but support from you all. When you all send me an email, it is thank you for this, and you've been um, helpful to me. You have been um, caring to me, towards me. You have encouraged me. Um, The compassion that that comes across, you know, I appreciate it so much. And and all of this. And so I really have no reason to feel like this, um, but that's, that's what I'm feeling. This is this is the reality, and um, and I just want to be really upfront with you about that because I am going to be, <laughs> you know, I, we all need therapists at times. I encourage folks to 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 have one in their back pocket at all times. Um, you know, we all need tune-ups, and I've uh, found one um, to go to a tune-up. I'm not sure what's going on on the east side of this be um, at Bellevue area. But, man, trying to find a therapist on the east side is like searching for a, a needle in a haystack. It has taken me forever. But finally, I have found someone, and we're going to meet, and I'm going to be working on, on this issue because I I feel like it's stifling me, um, feeling vulnerable. I feel like I'm not bringing my best to you because that is in the back of my mind, and I, I need to— uh, I need to, to take control of that. And I and I think I need to look at um, the losses that have been going on in the past year and a half. Uh, take my own advice, and I need to examine them. I need to embrace thoughts and feelings about them and, um, and you know, be able to, to move forward and be able to, to bring the best to you every, every week. That's what, that's what my goal is. Um, so... I say all of that to say that um, I'm going to be taking a, hi- a hiatus for a few months. I This will be my, my last show today for a bit. I want to, um, to take a hiatus until, uh, I believe, May, and then come back. And, you know, I think I'll do a, a shorter time period. I think 30 minutes would be a really good time period to kind of jazz it up and um, 
and come back to you because I do I do enjoy this. I get feedback that, you know, people find comfort in it. I think that the fact that the show is popular does speak to there is a need for this. And if I can help fulfill that need, then that's what I want to do. But as of right now, I am needing to step back and kind of take some care of some things. What do they say? You got to kind of fill up your own cup before you can pour anything into someone else's. And so I've got to take some time to, to focus on myself. Things have kind of snuck up on me and it's just kind of interesting. You know, you just go with boom, 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 change after change. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, Kath, you need to, to take some time and and make some changes and look at yourself and look and practice what I preach, which is to analyze and embrace my losses and move through them. So, um, so what we want to, what I want to do the rest of the hour is I want to, um, we'll take a short break and then I want to come back and I just kind of want to share with you some things that I want you to remember and really encourage you to embrace until I would, um, come back. So I'm Kathy Cooper. This is Lost and Found on 1150 KKNW and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. What's your story? Have you ever sat with that question and looked to your heart for the answer? It's time to explore the real you. Tune in Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the brand new show, Story You, with Coach Debbie. Debbie and her guests have a mission to inspire and coach you to find your voice. If you need direction, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. If you want to be an author, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. Tune in Thursdays at 4 p.m. and be inspired. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. There's skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Organic, free range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back. I'm Kathy Cooper. This is Loss and Found, where every loss matters and through every loss, something can be found. That is Maroon 5's new song, and it is uh, Memories, and it is, uh, I really liked it. I thought it was real appropriate for today. So thank you, Eric, for queuing that up. Um, Okay, so I have a lot of different thoughts here, and they're going to probably be somewhat random because I'm trying to think about, like, what are some themes that I want to leave you with for a bit? But the first thing I think, I really want you to think about this. Grief waits on welcome, not on time. Grief waits on your welcome, not on the time that passes. And that is a really, really important um thing to consider because, you know, time heals all wounds, not so much. And when we do not embrace a loss that we have had, when we do embrace it, it will be, and it, or I should say, it can be just as if it occurred. So something five years ago, if you're um, not wanting to fully embrace that and it comes time to where you feel that you want to start doing that, you may feel the pain just as if it happened yesterday because um, pain does not subside. We may store it in a certain place, but it is still there as strong as ever. And so grief will come to us when we are ready to welcome it. And I think that is so lovely because people will say, you know, folks are in denial. Um, you're in denial. You're not dealing with this. And what I say is denial can be a great friend until someone is ready to deal with the loss. I also say this, you got to really, 
I encourage folks to not be fearful of the feelings and to embrace them. Sometimes we get so caught up in how we're going to feel and what we think we're going to be like that that's what we're fearing, and so we don't want to embrace our grief. So don't worry about that part of it. Your thoughts and feelings will come. You will be able to make it through them. And when you do that, you will find that you will move through them, and then you will begin to find the spot of what can be found in the loss. So grief waits on time. I mean, on welcome, not on time. Welcome your grief. Don't be afraid of it. It's there for a reason. It's there for a purpose. It will help you grow. It helps us change and become into a person that we never thought we could be. So it can be a really positive thing. You've heard me talk a lot about attachment, and that's what distinguishes the grief that we feel. Um, It isn't about what the loss was or the type of loss so much. It is the attachment to the loss. So, for example, two siblings, and I've used this example, two siblings can lose a parent. One sibling is closer to that parent, more connected than the other. The one that's most connected and is super attached is going to be perhaps having what we would as outsiders say a deeper reaction to that loss. What's wrong with the sibling? Don't you love your mother the way that your sibling does? And that's not what it's about. It's about the attachment. So we feel things differently. We can experience the same loss, but if I'm not as attached to that loss as what you are, I'm going to be feeling it differently. It may be a bump for me. For you, it may be a crater. So remember that. Stop the judgments on how people act and react when it comes to their their loss because it is based upon their attachment. If you are questioning how they are reacting to it, I would encourage you to um, talk to them about how they felt about that loss and that person. So attachment, very, very important in the realm of loss. Mourning versus grieving. We are great grievers. All those thoughts and feelings we hold inside. We do not mourn very well in this country, which is to release those thoughts and feelings. Movement through that grief, healing, if you want to use that term, comes through mourning, which is the expression of all the stuff going on inside of you. It is imperative that we mourn. Take that grief that you feel and let it out. It's kind of like um, mourning is grief expressed. Grieving is grief um, that is held within. So I have, um, from the time I started this show, I, I've just really encouraged folks to be a mourner. We need to, to let things out, and we need to create space for each other to do so, and that's been, been something else um, that I have. I think I, I've worked pretty hard at is just encouraging us to be accepting of others' losses and just using that, being a support, being a presence for that person. If someone is needing to mourn, remember, you do not have to have perfect words or answers. You just have to have a presence. Just have to sit there with them. I care about you. This is hard. I don't have anything to say to make you feel better. I just want to sit here with you because I care about you. Is that okay? Is that okay if I give you a hug? I just want to be here, let you know that I'm here for you. That's all folks need. So take off the pressure of making somebody feel better when it comes to supporting folks. You can't make them feel better. No words can make anybody feel better. But you can be there with your presence and with your love and with your words of, I'm here for you. I care about you. I know this is hard. What can I do for you? Lean on me. We'll get through this together because I'll be right by your side. Those are the things that people need to hear. Use those, those words, and you will find that you're going to be sitting by somebody and they're probably going to melt in tears because you've just created a space for them to mourn. And be okay with that. Be okay with that. And don't hand the tissue because... Research shows that anytime somebody is crying and you hand them a tissue, they stop crying. So have a tissue there that they can reach for, but do not hand it to them. 
um, it's that's fascinating to me, and I, it, I found it in my own counseling as well. When folks would start to cry, if I'd hand them a tissue, they would stop and apologize. So um, anyway, don't do that. But really, just, just be there with, with your presence. I'm here for you. I care about you. You can be yourself with me. You don't have to be strong for me because I have, a, I have something here that says, this is great, a great quote. Strength is nothing more than how well you hide the pain. And I find that really interesting because it takes way more strength to keep something in than it does to allow it out. True strength is allowing your feelings out. So embrace that grief, right? Embrace your grief. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel lousy. It's going to feel scary. But the result is you're going to embrace it. It is going to then become less scary, less painful, less hurtful, less fearful. What we acknowledge begins to subside in, um, in how big it is in our, in our life. If you step forward and embrace all of the thoughts and feelings that you're having and let them out, it'll be, you'll be surprised as to how that will relieve those, not only for the moment, but over time, each time that you do that. So embrace your grief. Mourn, let it out. Be there for people with kind words, gestures. Nothing magical to say. Don't need to worry about magic words. What is it? Is it big shoulders? Big ears? And a very small mouth. And you will do just fine when it comes to supporting someone. And if you have someone with you and, and you're needing to let out your feelings and they're not being that supportive person... Say, hey, I just need you to sit here with me. That's all I'm needing from you. And that'll take the pressure off of them. And then you both can relax. You got to remember that the way out of grief is through it. There are no shortcuts, friends. Absolutely no shortcuts. Whether it's something small or something big, you got to acknowledge it. And you have to walk through it. And this is really important to remember. The most painful grief is yours. We are awesome at comparing. And my loss is worse than your loss. And um, and this just isn't true. If I'm feeling pain, that's my painful grief. If you're feeling pain, that's your painful grief. You don't have to apologize for how you feel. And it's really hard work, really hard work. When someone, when you first have a loss, especially if it's a bigger loss and you have all of those grief symptoms, remember the grief symptoms that we talk about, how physically you're feeling fatigued and you're not wanting to eat or maybe you're eating too much, sweets, craving sweets, you know, um, you're maybe having a headache or upset stomach and, and just not feeling well, finding yourself crying all the time, feeling numb maybe or angry. You know, you might be yearning for what once was, either the person maybe that has died is not there or a situation that you had. You feel like you're going crazy. Remember those times when it's just like, I, I know I'm going crazy. I can't remember anything. I, I can't think of anything. I can't organize anything. Um, you're just going in that fog. You can't sleep. All of those things. Those are so vitally important and it's hard work to get through them. But when you're having those signs, those are, those are, I mean, when you're having those symptoms, those are signs that something is going on inside of you that you need to take a look at. Physical symptoms, our bodies will give us physical symptoms for what's going on emotionally if we don't deal with the emotional side. So, it's hard work. And there's no time limit, okay? Don't say, 
you know, it's been a year. You should be over this by now. So-and-so's been dead three years, and she still is a mess. You can't even mention his name without her starting to cry. Um, they've been divorced for, you know, five years, and she's not even ready to date yet, or he's not ready to do this, or, or whatever it is. Um, there is no time limit. People go through their loss at their own time, at their own pace, within their own own pace. And so it's really important to remember that. Don't make a judgment on it. How about instead inquire as to what is still, you know, what they are still thinking about? What are they still processing? Are they able to express their thoughts and their feelings? Is that why maybe you're thinking that they're stuck? People have their own own ways and their own time element in um, moving through grief. So I don't get concerned when it's been a few years and folks are still having some difficulties, you know. Um, be supportive and, and ask how, how things are going. And maybe they need some professional help, you know, some support during that time. Maybe not. But there isn't, well, it's two, two years and everything should be fine. Three years and everything should be fine. It, it just really doesn't work like that. I have a, a quote here by Harry Ward Beecher, and I think this is really a, a great quote. Um, what the heart once owned and had, it shall never lose. What the heart once owned and had, it shall never lose. Harry Ward Beecher. And what's interesting about that, I think that speaks to why time passes and we still can have such feelings. You know, the side of that is that person's with me forever. That experience is with me forever. I will never lose it. Within that is entangled. But now it's going to take me some time to move through that. So um, so what the heart once owned and had, it shall never lose. It just takes a while to work through it. So let's be patient with each other and supportive of each other. I think one thing that um, one of my guests, Candia Sanders, uh, when she was on, and you've heard me talk about this, one of the great lines that she has is, and I'm paraphrasing it, is how we need to create our own story and not live with the one that is created for us. As a child, as soon as we're born, right, or just even, yeah, as soon as we're born, our parents parent, whoever that may be, has this image of who we should be, how we should live, what we're going to be doing. And as time passes and we grow up, we realize that if we fall within that, um, that box, then we get a lot of rewards. And if we step outside of that box, we don't get too many rewards in case, in fact, we may be punished or we have consequences that, that don't feel pleasurable. So it's easy for us to live out a life that was created for us. And when it comes to loss, it's a, that's really an opportunity to step up and say, is this the life that I want to continue to lead? Because when we lose something or someone, how that changes us, we have the ability to become someone new. And I mean new in the sense of um, we have the ability to become a better person. We have the ability to be, you know, if I'm more loving, I have the ability to become more loving. If um, I need to work on patience, my loss maybe is something that has helped me learn about patience. And so whatever it is we need to fine-tune, our loss can help us do that. That's something that, that I believe that can be found in loss is taking something about us and examining it and being able to be better at it or a better person because of the experience that, I, that I've gone through. And what once was acceptable oftentimes becomes unacceptable when we move through our loss. I've seen it time and time again. I've experienced it time and time again. What once was acceptable to you will change. And when that changes, 
That means your story is changing. That means you're stepping outside of that box that your family or whoever has put you in. So I really encourage you to think about how do I create my own story? How do I live my own life and not the life that others want me to live? How do I take what I'm learning from my losses? Because what will people say? I want the old so-and-so back. I wish the old Kathy were back. I heard that after my mom died. I wish the old Kathy would come back. Kathy, that old Kathy isn't going to come back because that, le- that death changed Kathy. And that to me, now that I have heard Candia say that, Candia Sanders say that, that to me is they were wanting me to get back into that box. I was creating a new story for myself. I was creating a new life for myself. And people didn't like that. They wanted me to get back into the old life, the old story that they were comfortable with. So think about that. Take that opportunity to create your own story, to be that person that you want to be, that you can be. It's so very important. And grief, that is what's so amazing and, and, and excites me so much about a loss is what it can do, the opportunities that it brings us. It is, it is hell when we are going through it something big, if, you know, someone dies or, um, you know, uh, um, I'm, I'm disappointed or something's not working out as we want, something that, that we just were counting on and is gone, it is huge. It is a huge loss for us. But what it can bring to us, what we can find in it is just so powerful and so amazing to me. And it is, it is an opportunity given to us in this life like no other. And I fully believe that. And, and I am so grateful that I believe, I, I guess I'm grateful that I have come to recognize that, to recognize the power of sadness, to recognize the power of a heart pain, to recognize the power of that loss. And if I take that, and I embrace it. And I say, what can I get from this? What can I learn from this? How can I take this devastating event and make my life better? Make myself better? Make the people around me better? How can I do that? And that is the gift of loss. What else is going to teach us so quickly about our physical body, the aches, the pains, the fatigue, the emotions that we experience. I'm sitting in a stoplight and I'm bawling. I'm irritable. What is going to teach us about those things and teach us about how we treat people than to look at loss and to realize We have an opportunity to create our own story and change the trajectory of our own life for better. It's just amazing to see folks work through their loss and come out on the other side, you know, climb up. Because you are walking, we we walk through a valley. Whenever we are mourning, we are in a valley, right? It is dark. Um, when I picture it, I picture darkness. I can picture some fog. You know, I'm trying to look up in the sky and I'm having a hard time seeing anything. And, but yet, there is a mountain up there that we're climbing. And when we get to the top of the mountain, we will see a whole new world. And that's what's so amazing about living a life where you embrace your loss because eventually you do recreate a new life. We, what do we say? It's a new normal and we create one and we create one either where we have taken steps up to be better people or we create one to where we take steps down or stay the same and not take advantage of what the opportunity is that we've been given to look at ourselves and to learn and to find something in our loss.
Oh, I feel like I'm preaching to you on that one. Sorry about that. But I feel I just feel really, really strongly about it. I get excited about it. I think that it is just um, this whole this whole concept of having love in our life and having people and objects that we love in our life and having aspirations and when things don't happen as we want them to happen that is loss but then what can come out of that when we are shot down how we can still rise above and I think that is amazing I don't know what do y'all think I have a a quote here that I'm looking oh here we go Change of any sort requires courage. That's another one of my my favorite quotes that that I've read. Change of any sort requires courage. And I think that a lot of times, that's why it's so hard when we're grieving. It is so hard because something has changed, and it's the unknown now. How am I going to step forward in life without that person that was by my side? Without that animal that was by my side, without that job that was my living, without fill in the blank. How are you going to move forward? And it takes courage to look at that. It takes courage to take a step forward. And I know that, that we, you know, we, we, have, we demonstrate courage every day. A lot of times we don't think about it, but we do. And loss, it takes courage to face all of our feelings and to share them. And I just really encourage you to do that. I was talking um, one day and was sharing with you all about how do you know that you're healing? You know, that's another side of, of loss that we just don't stay in this valley for long right we start having little snippets of the sunshine coming in and I just want to say something about that a lot of times when we start having the snippets of the sunshine we start to feel guilty oh no that means I'm going to forget that person that means I'm going to forget that event that means I'm going to forget how important this was to me and no that's not what it means at all that means that now you have taken that loss and you have moved it to a different part of your experience and that is a good thing so you're never going to forget it's just going what was once in the forefront of your mind all the time is now going to slowly go back to the back of your mind but it's still there what was so much crushing your heart is now going to be inside of your heart So when we, when we begin to heal and we're not totally focused on all of the pain and all of those feelings that become our best friends for those first several months, several years, it's okay. It's okay to let them go. And a lot of times folks need to be encouraged to let go of the pain and to allow joy to come back in. If you're finding that, you know what, I just came home tonight and I cooked a meal and I didn't immediately turn on the TV or the radio and I was able to have some silence in the house tonight, that's a sign that you're healing. Maybe you were able to go on a walk by yourself for the first time in a long time. That's a sign that you're healing. Maybe you stopped at a stoplight and you weren't having your crying spell. That's a sign that you're healing. I think planning for the future, did you find yourself just thinking tomorrow I'm going to or this weekend I want to? That's a sign you're healing. Maybe just the fact that you woke up in the morning and you got out of bed without thinking, oh, 
it's one more day without my loved one or it's one more day without whatever the situation was. That's a sign of healing. So take advantage of those things. Maybe you're able to concentrate. You pick up a book and actually realize that you're reading it. That's a sign of healing. You're back to feeling I can have a a routine in my day. That's a sign of healing. Be okay with that. A lot of times we find comfort in the pain, but be okay with the fact that new is coming. You're creating a new life. You have to create a new life and be okay that that's happening. I do want to say, as I was um, thinking of, um, I was looking at something that says you can review both good and bad memories. So remember my big thing is, um, first of all, we don't have good and bad. We have um, hard and easy. So hard days, easy days, hard memories, easier memories. Um, but remember that don't, we don't have bad days. If we had a bad day, I, um, I, I didn't bring this, but someone gave me something talking about how nothing is bad because if it was bad, we all would think it was bad. So we can have hard days where I'm struggling this day, but the other person isn't. But we can have hard days and we have easier days. Good and bad is judgments. Don't judge ourselves. We, <laughs> we do that enough, um, as I was saying in the beginning of the show. So... Let's see, we got a, just a few minutes left here. And I, um, I always, I'm trying to think if I want to read. I have something here. I'm trying to see if I want to read it to you. But I did a, a, um, a talk to some people. And here I am talking and I'm trying to, to find what I did with it. I was going to read you a portion of it, but um, here it is. All right. So, and it's, and I kind of maybe just want to leave you a little bit with these thoughts. Um, I want you to really think of yourself as a tree. And, you know, you have, trees have really deep roots and we as people can be trees. We stand tall, you know. When storms come, which can be a loss in this case, we, how deep our roots are or how is, is how well we're going to withstand the storm, the loss. And I have roots, you know, I, I find my values are my roots. I find my friends, my family. I have my faith, um, community. Those types of things are our roots. And I want you to think about what your roots are and who what storms have come your way that have maybe broken off your branches, that have maybe just um, taken some leaves and scattered them, um, and how well you stood through some of those those um, storms because they do come. And I'm not. And a, and a storm can be any anything, anything that is um, making you sway a little bit. Um, death obviously is is a really big one, but I really want you to think about that. Everyone is is like a tree. Everyone has strong roots. You have strong roots that will grow new branches when something is broken off. You will be filled with vibrant colors again. You will have a beautiful life again. You will have memories. You will have new experiences that comes with it. For some of you, it might be now. You may be experiencing that. For others, it might be later. But... For each of you listening, it will be. You will stand tall again. You will stand strong again. You will laugh again. You will feel joy again. That I do know and I believe. I kind of want to encourage you to Always examine yourself, examine your loss, embrace it, embrace your feelings. Thank you for tuning in every week for the past year and a half. I hope that you felt validated and encouraged and um, 
I hope you felt like you had a friend on the other end that got it. I hope that that's what I've been able to, to share with you because I, this has been very meaningful to me. Um, and I feel very privileged that I could share what knowledge, a little bit of knowledge that I had and um, the amazing guests that would come on and the knowledge that they were able to bestow to all of you. Um, I've had some great opportunities to, to meet with people and sit in the studio and glean something from every one of them. And I, I hope that that you've been able to to take that as well. And it's just really important to remember loss comes, how we deal with it sets the stage for our future. And I hope that you remember that no matter what, as long as you embrace it, as long as you move through it, you will be a better person. I hope that you always are gentle with yourself, non-judgmental of yourself, vulnerable. I hope that you're that way with other people. Be there for other people. And remember, as Lao Tzu said, new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. Thank you for being a listener. I will see you in a few months.